Mr. Eben and Lady Sarah a great round of applause. Come on, let's give it up for your pastors. Amen. Now you may be seated. Well, I am so excited to be here with you all this morning, uh, and uh, especially on this occasion, because you know all across America in this month, uh, uh, churches are celebrating their uh, pastors, and uh, the amazing thing is, because I love being a part of pastor celebration, I, I guess you would wonder, well, why are you not at your church letting them celebrate you? And so, well, one of my spiritual sons flew in, so he said he'd come celebrate me. So that was a joy right there. But uh, I just enjoy being a part of celebrating men and women of God because, not, not only because I'm a man of God, but uh, because of what I believe God uh, holds in store. Uh, I, have a to- I have a totally different version or picture of uh, what happens in when you celebrate men and women of God, and I look at it as an opportunity. And so uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about it today, but celebrating your man and your woman of God is an opportunity to bless yourself. And uh, so today, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to show you how to bless yourself. And uh, it's going to be an exciting time. Before I do get started, I have my beautiful wife for 24 years hanging out with me. Come on, baby, stand up and wave at everyone. And uh, She put up with me for 24 years. I think Valentine's Day will be 25 years. I married on Valentine's Day. You know, I had to come up with some kind of game to get her. So I did a sweetheart thing. And uh, so she's been putting up with me for 24 years. And then I'm just so excited that she's traveling with me because uh, my travel is very extensive and... Uh, Every now and then, she reminds me that the Lord didn't call her. He called me. <laughs> she going to stay home. And so uh, I'm excited. And uh, then I call her my second Holy Ghost. You know, many times you're in church preaching and everybody else, the people looking at you like they've been dipped in pickle juice. So I have to look at something beautiful to keep me going. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm so glad to be with your pastor, your pastor. Why? They're, just, they're, they're the most sweetest people you ever want to meet. Man, I'm telling you, I have never found such down-to-earth, loving, caring, straightforward, ghetto people in my life. (laughs) You know, I had to get him back for that one. (laughs) I'm just joking. I'm joking. Wonderful people uh, from from afar, you know, I always admire them. You know, uh, uh, sometimes you may not understand it, but... uh, one of the things our bishop, our uh, Bishop Ivy and Lady Bridget here teaches us that uh, all of all of us have unique anointings and it's for a purpose in the in the kingdom of God. And they have such a unique anointing that I admire. And uh, I, I wouldn't have missed this opportunity at all to be here. Amen. Been on the road for the last two weeks. But glory to God, I'm going home today. Lord, I, I, well, I'm about to click my heels. But before I go, I'm going to release a word to you that's going to transform your life. Now, I don't know how much your pastor told you about me. I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher from uh, uh, South Carolina. I'm ghetto and country. So I got a forward slash, ghetto forward slash country. (laughs) The most important thing is I'm a man to God. I hear from God. And then I have this prophetic gift. And I'll I'll show you how to walk in it. I'm not like your old prophets. Yeah, yeah, I don't do all that. But many times while I'm talking, I know what I have written in my Bible. 
I've studied. I've been studying this all night and all morning. I know what I have to say. But if the Holy Ghost begins to speak something different, then what happens is I will tell you that's prophetic. And then all I will need you to say is I receive that in Jesus name. Now, what are you going to say? I receive. Don't try to figure me out. My it's my ands, my words, my was. None of that stuff's going to come out right when the power of God falls on me. I turn into another man. Seems like my grandma goes straight out the door. I may tell you a little bit about it, you know, because my situation is a little different from the normal situation. I graduated from high school high. That was not my uh, uh, high school name. That was my condition. I went to junior college, dropped out of junior college, went back to go to, f- to finish up my degree because I was supposed to become an accountant. Went back to finish up and I went and got my transcript and it was 1.86 GPA. My mother asked me, boy, what were you doing? I told her, I don't remember. So my stuff's not going to come out right, but I'll guarantee you the spirit of God will rest on you. And as a result of that, you're going to be enlightened by the power of God. That's going to transform the quality of your life. You ready to go? I want you to do this. I want you to shout with me. Say, pastor, please let me bless me. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus name. Oh, how I love you. And I thank you for the many blessings that you bestowed upon us. Thank you, father, for your son, Jesus Christ, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Now, Father, in Jesus' name, as I assemble myself with these people to do your will, O God, and that is to lead your people by your word, O God. I pray the Holy Spirit take full control, guide me and assist me in articulating that which you have given unto me for these people today. And as a result, O God, I already see it in my head, O God. I have it all in my heart that the lives of every person in this place who will receive and embrace this word, their lives will be changed. In Jesus' name, and everybody who agrees, say amen. amen. Turn your Bibles to Genesis 12 real quick. And uh, I want to, uh, I have a lot, I have about five hours worth of a lesson that I'm going to try to get out, get out in about 28, 29 minutes, 30 minutes. But I believe I can do this. And uh, uh, my wife, you keep the time also. So thank you. Praise the Lord. In Genesis 12 and 1, the Bible says, Now the Lord said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee. And make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. I will bless them that bless thee, and I will curse, curse him that bless, uh, curseth thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. My uh, objective today is what I want to do is share with you or enlighten you with the thought of how to maximize every opportunity to celebrate or give honor to your man and woman of God uh, uh, through, through, by way of sacrifices whereby you connect with the manifested will of God to accelerate you to your destiny. The, 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 most people miss this. Most people miss that God has a governmental order. He has a structure by way how he's going to bring you and I to a quality of life. When we read in the scripture, the Bible talks about eternal life. And that word eternal life is not limited to when you get to heaven. He also it talks about a quality of life on the earth. And so God uses... The principle, the concept, the idea, the order, as if when we serve or when we honor our man and woman of God, he uses that as a way to bring us to a quality of life. If I have time, I'll just share some testimony with you. But what I want you to do is I want I want you to see this in the scripture, because if you get a revelation on this, if this and you and you allow this to become a resolve in your heart, I promise you the quality of your life will supernaturally change just like that. We uh, uh, understand that. Uh, when we talk about being a blessing, we find such so much in this, this scripture. When we talk about uh, uh, who Abram was, the Bible tells Abraham, Abram to get thee out of thy father's house and from his kindred. Abram was a type pastor. 
in this particular lesson, in this particular passage of scripture. He was a tight pastor. And God says to him, God says, I want to do something. I want to do something in you so I can do something through you. Now, let's go back over there real quick. So I want to rush it off. I want you to see it. He says, leave your family. Leave your country. Now, now the reason why he tell us to leave our family, because in many cases, our family is jacked. I told y'all I was ghetto forward slash, right? Many times our families are jacked. I don't, I don't, I don't know why we try to, uh, try to play it off because somewhere down the line we try to play hush hush shh, when it comes to talking about our family. But the reality, everybody got somebody crazy in their family. Holler at me. I mean, excuse me, I'm sorry. I, I did, I said it right. I, I, get, I got off just now. Work with me, y'all. Okay, y'all understand what I'm saying, right? Everybody, everybody got somebody that'll trip in their family. So God says, because I don't want you to be exposed to the drama, I will get you from them into a strange land because I want to put another image on the canvas of your imagination because I really want you to change. And so he tells Abram, look at what he says to Abram. And he says to Abram, he says, now I'm going to, now first thing he does is, I'm going to send you to some, a strange place where there's a tight pastor or a leader there and what he does in the leader, he says, and then what I'm going to do is I'm going to make your name great first. For, no, he says, first of all, I'm going to make of thee a great nation. So he gives Abram, he gives Abram the picture of the ending at the beginning. He says, I'm going to make of thee a great nation. Now, I love this because check this out. He never said to Abram, I'm going to make thee great first. He says, I'm going to make of thee a great nation. Simply meaning that everybody that connect to you going to be great. So family, you are a bunch of great people right now. You got it? Let somebody say, I received that in Jesus' name. Then he goes on to say, and I will bless thee, and I will make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. He says, I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curse thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. I went back and read this in the Amplified, and this is what it says. I'm going to pick it up in the second verse. He says, and I will make of thee a great nation. I will bless you with abundant increase, increase of favors. I will bless. So he says to Abram, as pastor now, God has blessed your pastors with an abundant increase of favors. Huh, somebody say, something's on them. Yeah, say it again. Something. Now, that's going to mean a lot to you because once you recognize what they are carrying and then once I teach you how to tap in to making an exchange for what they have, you're going to understand that means a lot. He says, I'm going to bless you with an abundant increase of favor. Check this out now. He says, I'm going to bless you with abundant increase of favor. I'm going to make your name famous and distinguished. Now, that's powerful. Somebody said, that's powerful. And most people say, well. What well, a Lord, I want the Lord to do it for me. Well, he will, but you got, you got to get connected to somebody he's already done it with. Okay, let's break that thing down. You know, by the time we come to the Lord, our life all jacked up. Money messed up, credit messed up. We're jacked, right or wrong. So God sends us to a man and a woman of God who got themselves together. Because... Their distinguished and famous name can be favor for you. In other words, where you can't go to the bank and get it, they can call the banker and say, do this for me. Do this on my behalf for this person. So, so you don't ever get offended when God raises your man and woman of God up 
because God's really looking out for you. Shout, say, Pastor, please let me bless me. <laughs> then he goes on to say, he says, and, I, uh, and you will be a blessing dispersing good to others. And I will bless those who bless you. Now, look at what the Amplifier says. I will bless those who bless you, who confer prosperity or happiness upon you. So God says, when, when you confer prosperity and happiness upon your man and woman of God, God says you set yourself up for him to confer prosperity and happiness back up on you. So what happens is, as a result of having an opportunity to celebrate or honor my man and woman of God like today, all I'm doing is setting myself up to bless me. Matter of fact, I'm glad that he asked me to come because I'm going to confer some prosperity on him today because I'm going to set myself up to be a blessing. Now, you know, he's not my pastor. You don't have to uh, receive this, but I'm going to tell you right now, you will hear the testimony after I give at the end of the service. I'm going to email him and tell him what the Lord has done. Because if God didn't want me to be, didn't want to confer blessings on me, he would not give me an established order by which I can tap into. He said, everybody that blesses my pastor, everyone that confer happiness and prosperity, I'm prophesying now, on him, he says, I'm going to do it on them. So you are setting yourself up today to change just like that. Huh, somebody say, I'm about to change just like that. Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, ooh, Pastor, now, when we talk about this, uh, mm, 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 being a blessing is simple. <laughs> now, y'all don't mind me because I, I walk and talk all the time. I like to do. Matter of fact, I got to tell y'all something. You know, when I was in school, I just figured this out. I was telling my churches. I was in school. Check this out. I failed English. Well, yeah, that's my situation. That wasn't because I was high. I failed English <laughs> because I had, um, what, what was the thing I had? ADD? I didn't know it was ADD. Attention. That's what I had. I had ADD. I didn't know it. So in school, you know, teacher would tell me not to talk. And I didn't know. I didn't understand. I just started talking. And then all of a sudden, I get up and walk out to class. You know, like, and she Briggs, where you going? I said, I'm not going out to class. With you. But I didn't know I had ADD. I just, so she told me, you'll never make it in life. She says, you'll never make it in life. And I almost believed her. But I couldn't wait to let her know. The thing that I used to do that she said I wouldn't make it in life is the thing that prospered me. So I'm walking and talking right now. <laughs> I'm walking and talking every day. I'm, I'm, okay, now let me get back to my message. Being a blessing is no problem. Go to Genesis 1 because I'm, I'm almost finished. Being a blessing is no problem. You have, you've been anointed by God to be a blessing. No, no, it's an anointing. No, no, most people don't see it. But the Bible declares in Genesis 1 that we've been created, we've been engineered, designed by God to be a blessing. Genesis 1, 26. And God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God. He created him male and what now? Female created he them. And God did what? Oh my God. And God did what? And God did what? Now, now the, the scripture says, and God blessed them. In other words, God released an endowment or an anointing on man. Oh, I love that. God released, God released an anointing on man and God blessed them. And look at what he said now. And God blessed them and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish and subdue. 
do it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, uh, over the uh, fowl of the air, over every living thing that moves upon the earth. But here's what I want you to see. God blessed man. And then he says to man, be fruitful. But notice what he did not say to man. He did not say become fruitful. If man, if he would have said to man, become fruitful, man would have had to work on being fruitful. When he said to man, be fruitful, he injected man with an anointing of fruitfulness. So from the beginning of time, oh, I'm getting happy all by myself. From the beginning of time, when God created you and I, he created you and I with the nature that we could be a blessing. He said, be fruitful. Then he said, multiply. See, you have the ability to increase. No, the, the ability to increase is on the inside of you. He said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish. You have the ability to replace everything you thought you lost. No, no. Okay, okay, I'm about to trip. Okay, I'm about to trip and I'm going to get on you. Listen at this right here. Don't ever say again, the devil is going to bring my stuff back. Don't you ever make that confession again. That's, that's a crazy confession. We already know he's a liar. We already know he's a deceiver. What makes you think he's going to bring you exactly back what he took? You know he's going to come back with a decoy. God has already anointed you to replenish. You tell him, you thought you stole something from me, but I have on the inside of me replacing anointing. Be fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue. I can take a thought. I can control. And then have dominion. I'm in charge. Somebody say, I'm in charge. Now, your ability to be fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue, and have dominion is in your seed. <laughs> it's in your what now? Seed. Now, okay, the anointing is on you. Say the anointing is on me now. Because we found in Genesis 1, 28, he says, and God blessed the first thing God did after he created man, he did what? He blessed man. So he anointed man. So it's in your seed. Now, look up at me real quick. We understand that seed is pre-programmed to produce. It's amazing how we can put a little seed in our hands and we, they'll call it tomato seed. But it's not as large as the largest tomato that will be produced. Placed in the right environment or the proper incubation, that seed is going to produce. So we understand now that when it comes to honoring our man and woman of God and celebrating them with our sacrifice, we use our sacrifice as a seed. Check this out. And we become the programmers to declare what that seed will become. In other words, we make the conversion. Say, I make the conversion. Well, it's very, very simple. You take twenty, $100,000, $102,000, and uses it as a seed because it ain't enough for the building, so he just makes it seed. And then he programs it with his mouth. God, dog, that's good right there. He tells that $102,000, this is what you will become. You will come back to me more than what I gave and you will be more than enough for what I need. So now 
On Thursday, he gives a $102,000 seed with a program, plants it into good soil, and on Friday, there goes the harvest starts to come up. Now, that's the, listen, I got the, let me, I'm prophesying now. Listen at this right here. The 100 and the 1.2 million uh, equity that's cut, that, that the land appraised for is just a blade. Somebody say, I received that in Jesus' name. Don't you get happy and shout your way out of the full corn in the ear. That is just the blade. It's just God letting you all know that the moment that seed hit the ground, God, dog, that's good right there. Things started happening. Now let's get back to it. Let's get back to it. So I can be a blessing. Say I can be a blessing. Now, now when we talk about being a blessing, a blessing uh, uh, are triggered by several things. Number one, it's triggered by your kindness. You trigger blessings by your kindness. And then number two, you trigger blessings by your sacrifices. That's what I want to talk about in the last five, ten minutes. You trigger blessings by your sacrifice. You know, you got to understand some things, you know, and you start right where you are. You start right where you are. Number one, you got to be kind. Your heart's got to be right. God loves a cheerful giver. God loves what? God loves a cheerful giver. Kindness has to do with your heart. Sacrifice has to do with your hand. <laughs> Anybody say amen on that? No, kindness has to do with your heart. You got to have your heart right. You got to learn to be kind. In other words, I want to be generous. I want to be kind to my man and woman of God. And I'm going to prove that with my hand on how I release. Now, now, most people can't get that because they do not. They do not properly understand how powerful a seed is. That's why they don't understand it. But I'm going to show you now how powerful your seed is. Your seed gives you the right to tap in to the graces that's on your man and woman of God's life. Now, we saw in Genesis that the number one grace is the increase of abundant favor, abundant increase of favors. So there's a level of favor on their life that if you properly tap into it, it'll, it'll, it'll manifest on your life. I call it the great exchange. Years ago, years ago, 1998, when I got this revelation, I couldn't afford to give my man to God but $5 a month. How much I said? $5. And then I had to give it to him in the money order because I had me a little basketball team. You know, basketball team. Bounce checks. Y'all, some of y'all slow. <laughs> Bank wouldn't give me a checking account, dog. So I had me a little basketball team. You understand? Sir? And so that, 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 my team wasn't winning. You understand? And so, but anyhow, let's keep going. But uh, I, I got this revelation, and all I could give was $5 a month. I had to pay $0.49 cent for the money or that Circle K. But I wasn't embarrassed about that $5 because I was giving with a kind heart the best I could. It was precious to me, but I knew God was going, God was going to supernaturally do something for my life. And so I just started giving the five, and, and I wasn't, ain't no shame in my game because, you know, that's just me. I ain't no shame in my game. I get a five dollars because, look here, I'm, look here, I know he wasn't excited about it, but it, it wasn't about if he was all excited about it. It was about God seeing me work that word. Man, by 10, I mean, 10 years or less, I came, I said, well, yeah, but less than 10 years. Less than 10 years, one day, one of my bankers called me and said, hey, John, how you doing? I said, praise God, I'm doing good, man. How you doing? He said, John, I got to tell you, do you know you're a millionaire? I say, show me the money. Show me show you i'm coming to see you right now check this out i got so consumed in celebrating my man and woman of god until i stepped over into millionaire status not knowing i never intended to get there never thought i could get there but while i kept on giving every i've been doing it every month since 1998 while i kept on giving every month 
I, God began to give me creative ideas. He began to favor my life. People began to bless my life. And then he's, now look here, you're talking about a cat that graduated from high school high. Again, that was my condition. Listen to me. Worked in the banking industry as a banker for 13 years, managing millions of dollars in assets with no college degree. You better hear me. They told me I'd never make it. I was one of the top, I was one of the top bankers on the East Coast at one time. God gave me creative ideas how to walk that thing. I'm steady giving. I'm steady giving. Wasn't even thinking about it. And one day when my banker called me, my broker called me and told me, my broker he called me and told me, said, John, you, you loaded, doc. You got it going on. And I said, well, you got to show me because I'm about to tell my wife. My wife going to see that thing. I'm telling you right now. She ain't no face. She ain't no face. So he, t- he gave me my stuff, told me a little bit of it. So I can give you some of it. And then I got on the plane because I, w- I didn't want to tell her in the car. You can get on the plane. She won't jump out the plane. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> So we was on the plane. I said, baby, like I said, baby, look how much we were. She said, oh, 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 my husband anointed. <laughs> but it was all because I made up in my mind to work this principle. See, honoring your man and woman of God is a setup by God to bless you. See, you still believe in God to pour something out of heaven. And I got to tell you something, baby, it's all in you. See, you, 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 you waiting on God to drop. No, 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 no. All you got to do is get that out of you. You've been anointed by God to work this thing out. Okay, I'm almost closed. I'm almost closed. Look at now. Jeremiah 3. I got three scriptures. I ain't got to none of my scriptures today. Oh, I ain't got to none of my scriptures, huh? Okay, good. Hurry. Okay, Jeremiah. Go to Jeremiah 3. Are y'all learning anything this morning? Man, I can't, I can't wait in just a second. I can't. We're going we gonna to give a special seed in the envelope. That, that uh, I like that value of the visionary seed. I can't wait. I'm going to give him some money. No, I'm serious. Y'all joking. Y'all don't understand. I'm so excited because I got me an opportunity to watch God confirm. Because there's some things I desire. No, y'all don't understand that. I was in Detroit, Michigan with my dear friend, Bishop Ben Jabert. Uh, last, was it last year, I was preaching in his church celeb- at his celebration, and I was in faith for God to give me a 550 Mercedes. I'm believing God for a 550 Mercedes. You know, black on black, fully loaded, whole nine, y'all. Ooh, glory to God. And when I, when, when he, he and at the appreciation, I found out that his church was customizing him one. I said, oh my God, I got, oh, thank you, Jesus. God, I know why you got me here. So I can tap into that thing. And so in the middle of the service, I gave him a check. And then I got on one knee and asked him to lay hands on me. And I said, believe with me for my, my, my Mercedes. Now, my, my church ain't got to do all that fixing up in the factory. Just give me a brand new one. That'd be all right with me. Check this out. September 16th. 2011, I turned 48 years old, and my wife and a couple of my sons and daughters in the faith bought me a 2011 550 Mercedes, top of the line. 12 months later, I tapped into his anointing. Look here, there's some things y'all ain't praying. Look, I, look, I'm at, look, your building is already built. I'm prophesying. I received that in Jesus' name. Your building is already built. I receive. It's, I declare in Jesus' name, it's finished, it's furnished, it's filled, and it's free of debt. You better get that. I said you better get that. I declare it in the name of Jesus. Now, because I'm believing to build a new build. See, God told me that. So since I'm believing, since I see it, now that's why I'm sowing for the same grace. Get back to your message, Pastor. Turn to Jeremiah what? Three. Come to my side. I'm about to get blessed. I'm about to get blessed. Oh, Lord have mercy. 
I, don't, I got one scripture. Okay, baby. Jeremiah 3.15, look at what it says. And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall do what now? Feed you with what? Knowledge and understanding. I shall give you past, I will give you pastors according to my own heart, which shall do what now? Feed you with what now? See, now, this is the thing you got to understand about your pastor. He's designed to feed you, not give you a snack. You, you, you can't live off of snacks. No, you got to be, somebody said, got to be fed with knowledge and, un, but now this is the benefit when you recognize it. Let's read the 16th verse. And it shall come to pass when ye be multi- it, it shall come to pass when ye be multiplied and increase in the land in those days, saith the Lord. What days? The day you connect with your pastor that feeds you with knowledge and understanding. The Bible says it'll come to pass. Everything you've been praying about when it comes to increase and multiplication now will come to pass. Have you ever, have you ever, real quick, have you ever, um, uh, 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 before you really got connected in the things of God and church and pastor, have you ever just felt like you know you're supposed to be blessed? Yes. You know, like I know, but it seemed like you had a dream, you had a dream all the money, you have the dreams all the bills paid, you, had, ooh, you even have a goose ooh, I feel it all over me. But it never connected. And then all of a sudden, you, go, you, you connect with this church, fall in love with your man and woman of God, serve in the ministry, and all of a sudden, everything that's been in your heart before you ever got connected start coming to pass. Because God understands that you being a seed has to be properly placed in the right incubation system to cause your seed to uh, manifest. So in closing, just before we give, I want to show you this thing now. There's three ways to honor your man to God. Number one, through your witness. Number two, through by way of warfare. Say warfare. warfare. And then number three, by way of wages. Say wages. Number one is your witness. That simply means now, that simply means your witness means you're going to have to now connect with the character and the demeanor of your man to God. So when you leave from around him, others still see him in you. See, you got here because you were after something. So now others now, check this out. Others got here. Others will come here because they see something in you. The story goes when Abraham sent out his servant to get Isaac a wife. Make a long uh, story short. The Bible says when uh, uh, Abraham's servant went to uh, the young lady's father, the father thought that he was the king. The guy was so hooked up, the father said, come on in. He said, no, no, no. You ought to see my master. Folk ought to look at you and say, you be the king. And then you tell, no, no, no. You really ought to see my master. You ought to see the man to God that God has me submitted to. My witness is the thing. So now I got to kick. Now things you want to do, you can't do no more. Okay, so y'all, now y'all trying to play me. I know all of y'all are not saved from the womb. You know, that's what happened. 1997, I met my man of God. And then I realized I had 98, I understood this witness thing. So, you know, nine, okay, I'm being honest. When I first started pastoring, you know, I wasn't over my addictions. So I preached like two years with my addictions, drinking and, you know, I, I was just telling Sarah, I was a Bob Marley fan. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Glory to God. Okay, let's get back to the message. But I realized that my witness 
would, would, would signify who my man to God was. So things I wanted to do, when I looked like the devil was leading me out there, I would always be reminded of, watch your witness. See, listen to me. Hear me clearly. Your deliverance is in your assignment. Sometimes you're trying to pray yourself free when all you need to do is start serving yourself free. You can serve and God will change it just like that. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Number two, number two is with warfare. Say warfare. That simply means that there are just some things you shouldn't be bringing to your pastor. Pastor, so-and-so talking about you. Some things you just don't deal. Look here. My man to God is anointed. I don't want to frustrate the anointing that's on his life. So I'm not going to contaminate him with foolishness I hear folks saying in the street. You don't need to call the pastor. I just really want to tell you this. I was in the barbershop. You know, I had a girl in my church, and Lord have mercy, they, they caught the wrong one. Because the girl, the girl just got off the street. She was a prostitute. We, we went her to Christ. She got off the street. Then she in the beauty salon, and she was telling everybody how she loved God. She loved her pastor. Say, who you, pastor? Pastor Briggs. And, oh, they start talking negative about me. And the police, they called me from the salon. Say, Pastor Briggs, pastor, tell them I'm your member. I said, babe, what's going on? They in here talking about you. I'm about to bust them. I said, no, don't, don't do that. Because see, that's why I tell my members, if, 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 if they're going to operate for righteous sake, I'll get them out. Well, she figured out was righteous. So she said, oh, my pastor's going to get me out. He will not let me spend another day in jail. I tell her, oh, please let him go. Please let him go. This time. She didn't mean no harm. She just loved me. Her life changed, and she loved her pastor. In other words, she, said, she was saying, I will never come to you with that mess. Your anointing delivered me from prostitution. Your anointing delivered me from drugs and alcohol. Ain't no way in the world I'm going to let someone come against you because I understand being connected to you. I'm free of these illnesses that I've had. And then number three is your wages. Say my wages. Now, we know the Bible. Your pastor is a great teacher. The Bible talks about, you know, in Galatians 6, how you have to give, how you have to give uh, uh, to those who communicate the word to you or share the word with you. You got to give back to them. You prosper them. Y- y'all know that's in the Bible. Wave at me. Don't you know that in the Bible? Wave at me. Wave at me. Okay, so you understand that. We have to use our wages. See, our wages are not designed to pay bills. Oh, my God. Our wages are designed to sow seed so we can increase and pay our bills. You're supposed to be paying your bills off your increase. See, see, it's very, very simple. It's very simple. If this bottle of water is for me and I drank this because I need all of this to quench my thirst. And then you come along and you need water also. And I'm looking at, I need all of this. Yet somebody told me the Bible says I got to just give them, you know, praise the Lord. You don't want to do that because I'm thinking I need this for me. I used to struggle with that. And one day I asked God about it. God, I'm not stingy, but what I need by mom for me. And God says, I never intended for you to give anything you need away. I intended for you to give a portion of your increase away. But don't give what you need, but give your increase. He says, so what I'll do is I'll bless you. You use the blessings as seed, your job as seed, so you can receive what now? Increase so you can be a blessing. Got it? Now, 
when we talk about wages, hear me clearly, you got to understand your appreciation with your wages, uh, showing appreciation with your wages to your man and woman of God is, uh, is more appreciated not by the man, man, not that they don't appreciate it, not by them as much as it's by your seeds you're releasing. In other words, let me make it clear like this. If your pastor doesn't say thank you, you shouldn't get offended. Because the manifestation is not in his thank yous. It's in your print, the principle you're working. See, the seed is yearning more to get it in the ground than the ground is receiving it. See, sometimes we get offended and say, well, uh, 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 Pastor Ames, say thank you. He didn't need, you have never seen a farmer plant and in the ground tell a farmer, thank you. Now, the reason why a lot of people don't give, the reason why a lot of people don't give because they don't know how to receive. Hear me clearly. Every man to God, I'm closing right now. Every man to God has a mantle on their lives for those who will come up under them. Every man to God. Oh, my, that's my time. Oh, oh. every man. My wife tell me I got to shut. Pastor, give me three more, three more minutes. Every man to God has every man to God. Come here. You, you want to play? You want to play with me? Come on. Come on. You, you come on. Hurry up. Hurry up, hurry up. You got to hurry up now because you give me three more minutes, girl. Quit playing. Every man to God has a mantle for, stand right there, sweetheart. You're on TV now. Stand right there. You got to look, no, look pretty and cute on television. I don't know. If okay. Every man to God has a mantle on him for those who would connect with him. Got it? The reason why most people will not embrace the mantle because they check to see if the mantle, is, if the mantle fit them. In other words, what's your name, sweetheart? Portia. Portia. Okay, this is my, your pastor was talking about a tailor suit. What did I say that is? That's mine. That was made with me, for me. Fit me. Fit me. Just a mantle, though. Just a mantle. You, you, you want to play? Come on, come on. Hurry up. Okay. Now, now, if Portia was getting dressed this morning, now, you can tell without this, she, she, she'd already checked herself out. She knew she was flat. She was, she was straight. She wouldn't have never put this on. Because it don't fit. It doesn't matter though. When you understand the order of God, things don't necessarily have to fit in the beginning. Because it's not about if it fits or not. It's about what's for you. Now, Portia, that's my blazer. That's, my, that's mine, right? Now, you look in the pocket. You see some stuff. That's yours, that portion. Now, now, check this out. What if she didn't want to put the blazer on? Because it didn't fit. She'd have missed out on what was for her. Want to give back to me? All right. Okay. You, you all right? Thank you. You welcome. Okay. Come back, Portia. Come back. Come back. Come back, Portia. Come back. Portia is like the typical Christian. Put it back on. On the inside of this mantle that don't fit, it's three pockets, but she only looked in one. Most Christians, they get a little blessing from their man and woman of God, and they think it's time for them to take off the mantle. Now, Portia, if I was you, I'd check the rest of them pockets.
Thank you, Portia. God bless you, baby. Listen to me. I'm trying to tell you, when you maximize the opportunity to honor your man and woman of God, God puts their mantle. He didn't put a mantle, but he puts their mantle. So every time you hear how God is blessing them, you start looking in the pocket because you know your blessing is right there also. Are you ready to put on the mantle? Get your envelope right now. Pastor, am I right? Get your envelope. I'm going to start it off $500, baby. Pastor Eben and Sarah, Lady Sarah Connor, I got me a seed. I'm ready to go. We're showing it directly into their life. No tax deduction. I'm after the same grace on his life. I recognize that there's a mantle. We ain't going to IRS this one. And this one, how many of y'all will go, how many of you say, Pastor, I'll give 500 too. Wait, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up on your feet. Come on, go with me. Let's do this. Real quick, hurry up. Real quick, because my time running out. Come on, hurry up. Praise the Lord. Some of you need to do it. Listen to me close. Some of you need to do it because the legal situation, I'm talking, prophesying to somebody, the legal situation that you're going through, you need a move of God where favor will change your life. You know who I'm talking about. If I was you, I'd stretch myself. Come on, now, who, who all give it? Okay, raise your hand if it's one or two. If you're two 500s, then two 500s, five 500. Okay, how many you get? You, five 500? One, okay. That, okay, y'all together. Y'all husband, and, okay. Y'all trying to be, be spiritual now. One. One. Two. Three, four. Five, six, seven, eight. Usher, you with us or you just usher? Good. All y'all standing up? Y'all with me? <laughs> no, come on now. No, seriously. Now, now, right now is not the time to say it's a good word. Nine, thank you, sis. Right now, you, you, I, I, I'm going to say it just like I hear it. You used the, the anointing on your man of God to work for you. Years ago, not, not years ago, two years ago, two years ago, 2008, nah, I don't know when it was. 2008, took my wife to Africa. I went over to serve my bishop, Bishop Ivy and Lady Bridge here. The day I got, the day I got to uh, 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 Botswana, something happened to me. I got sick. I just didn't feel right. I didn't want to be in Africa. I did not want to be in Africa. So here come Monday. I'm praying. I hope this trip is aboard. I hope they change it. I hope we go. You understand? I didn't tell my wife, nor did I tell Bishop. I was there to serve him. Tuesday, I'm feeling bad. Wednesday, I'm feeling bad. Wait a minute. Here come Thursday night, Thursday morning, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning going into Friday. The Holy Ghost wakes me up and tells me to go outside and pray. I go outside in the pit dark and pray in this flower garden. And I said, God, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I'm ready to go home. I'm ready to go stateside. I don't want to be here. And God told me these words. He said, son. There is a blessing on faithfulness that your faith cannot produce. He said, you have been believing me for something. But if you change your heart and continue to be faithful, by the time you get to stateside, that thing you've been praying for come to pass. By the time I got back to the States, I got my phone call and everything I'd asked God for, he, he delivered. He did it because of faithfulness. There are times where you be praying for deliverance and you can't get it. Won't you just be faithful with your seed? Got it? Now listen, let me close. I don't know how, how, I don't, how, y- how y'all going to get it. I don't know how you're going to give it. How you going to give it? They're going to pass the bucket? Let's do it another way. Let's do it another way. Let's do it another way. Let's do, let's do it another way. Let's put some buckets down here real quick. Hurry up. Hurry up. Let's put some buckets down here. Come on. Yeah, put it across the stage. Yeah, that's what I want you to do. Let's put some buckets down real quick because we got to go. You ready? Now, everybody, it doesn't matter if you're giving 500 or not. Everybody. Everybody, sow into your man of God's life. 
Tap into the favor of God that's on his life. Watch the miracle power of God. I'm prophesying again. Watch the miracle power of God begin to work in your situation. Listen to me closely. Use his soil. Use God see him as a tight soil. God see him as an incubator. Listen to me. If you're a business owner trying to increase. Wait a minute. He just shared the testimony that he obeyed God and sold. And look at what God has done for the church. You use his soil to manifest. I got my son right there. You don't mind me talking a little bit about my, my son? One of my sons in faith got out, <laughs> got out of jail because he's, well, we ain't been slanging together, but he did it too. You understand what I'm saying? Because everybody, everybody in my church, ex, ex-slang hustler, you know, he got out of jail, came, somebody brought him to church to get his life right. Father owned a major company. As a part of a major company, his father, him and his father were falling out. He had said, I want to just give up. So you can't give up. reason why your father's mad at you, because this is your inheritance. You got to get your life right. So I started teaching him how to sow into my life every month. Oh, thank you, Jesus. He, <laughs> glory to God. Every month he was giving. Every month he was giving. Every month he was giving. Then all of a sudden his father's heart shifted and said, I want to turn this company completely over to you. Now check this out. His father turned it over to him in about a year or more. And the millions that his father couldn't make, he started making it once it touched his hands. You understand what I'm saying? He used his man of God and that favor that was on him to cause that thing to come to pass. Are y'all ready to give this what I want you to do now? I want you to, uh, where the bucket's at? Oh, praise the Lord. When I count to three, we ain't going to pray. I already talked the word. I want you to come running down here like you excited about using your pastor. One, two, three. 